welcome back to Eclectic Soul Podcast. I am Jen, and this young lady sitting next to me is Jen. Hello. Hello. How are you, Jen? I am good. I'm tired, but... Tired, but... I'm doing very well right now. You're doing very well. How was your trip? It was fun. It was fun? Yep. Good. See, I didn't even get that far with you this weekend yeah. because, you know, we celebrated my birthday. You spoiled me. Yes, you spoiled me. Got a lot of new decks and everything. So, you know, we just wanted to touch base with, you know, because we, we told you guys she was going on a cruise. So she's back. She's safe. She had fun. And um, I just want to say to you listeners out there, we are kind of... Um, Humbled. <laughs> we didn't expect so many listeners oh. to our our uh, vlog on YouTube. So thank you to everyone who's been listening to um, our uh, book club series online, and those that have been watching our videos on our spirituality and um, divination as well. Um, we really do appreciate you. Um, please, if you do like our videos and our podcast, please subscribe, like, share, leave us comments, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, give us ideas. Uh, we do know that someone did leave an idea. The Throne of Glass series. Right. The only problem is that is a YA and because I cuss like a sailor a lot of times, um, we are trying to keep this 20 and above. We don't want to drop down into the teen bracket. Um, and there, it's also a really long series. Right. And this is more of just kind of like, we're just doing this like... To test it just, out. Just test it out, but also because we ha- we do other... You know, subjects. We do divination and... Right, right. Spirituality, you know, tarot and oracle readings and stuff like that. Right. We'd have to, like, devote way more time to, you know, a a really long series than... Because obviously the the series we're doing right now... I mean, yeah, it's still being written, but we can obviously, you know... Spread it out. Spread that out, and there's only so many books right now, so... Right, and so we could keep up on it. Um... And if there is a smaller series, great. But because it is a YA, because it is a much bigger, um, uh, uh, many books are out. I think, what, there eight books in that? Yeah, eight or ten. But yeah. it, it is a completed series, series as far as I know. Right. Yeah. It's like, I think the box set, which someone, we saw at Barnes yeah. & Noble and someone mm-hmm. bought, there was two box sets there someone bought one. Yeah. And I was like, man, I would like to have had the other one for myself to read because I do like her work, but um, it's you know it, I don't think we would get to that. Maybe later on, but not anytime soon because right now we want to stick to this. And um, I really enjoy this series. So, but yeah, if there's other things out there, please send us you know, comments, um, leave us some information and we do appreciate it. And, you know, we'll keep that in the back of our mind. Um, if you want to elaborate more on that or why you wish we would do that, you know, give us some more. I don't know. Did you read that, Jen? That series? Um, I read the first couple of books, but I read them years and years ago, way before I read, 
um, this series. Okay. Um, so I didn't know anything about um, her as an author. Um, it was her very first series. Oh. So it's a much older series. Right. And it was her very first published series that she had done. So she was she was a newer author. Um, and that was at a time when I, I was reading all the time. Like, I was just constantly reading. Um, but I only read the first couple of books. Um, and I don't remember exactly why I didn't read the whole series. Um, but yeah, I've only read the first couple. So, like, and, it, and it is definitely a YA series. So yeah. it, it is geared to young adults. Um, the best way to tell, like, regardless of how something is shelved, is the main character. So if it's written in first person, it's whatever the age of the main character is. That's usually a pretty good way to tell. Um, for example, Feyre is like 1920, and she's our main character, um... So that kind of gives you an idea of what the audience age should be, the right. minimum should be. Right. Um, usually YA novels, the main character is going to be a teenager. We're talking like high school age teenager. And I think that's probably where it threw them off with the first book. Yeah. Because it does talk about her going out hunting from age 14. Mm-hmm. But... That but was the past. Pre, that was the past. That was them talking about her right. and her talking about herself in the past pre, pretense. So you know uh, that does not make you YA. No, that it's just, what they are when right. you're reading it, right? You know, I think it was she was eighteen when it. She's I think nineteen when this when the first book starts, but she's already twenty. Okay, because it's already been a year. Winter solstice, and that's already passed. Yeah. So it's she's twenty now in the okay. book we're reading. Yeah. Okay. So, but anyway, we just wanted to put that out there, and we do appreciate all of you, and thank you so much. Um, I, I'm I'm like really mind blown by how many people who have actually <laughs> listened to this. I'm deeply touched and humbled. Um, it means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to Jen because we're like, oh my God, did you see? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, because we've never experienced that. So we appreciate all of you. So we're going to pick up and continue the book club meeting right now. And Yes, we are. So where did we leave off? So we're going to talk about the bone carver. Oh my God, the bone carver. Because that's where we were. So yes. we are on chapter 17. Uh-huh. And that's where we're starting on this episode. Yes. So, Reese takes Feyre to see the bone carver. <sighs> and the first trip, she can't go in, right? She's just having too much PTSD issues. Yes, yes. And she goes back to Valaris. Right. And then Amran comes in and says, gives her this jewel, this amulet. Right. And says that if she keeps the this, this uh, amulet with her. Right. That she will be able to get out of the prison. Because right. that's how she got out of the prison. Right, right, right. And um, so now she's able to go back to the prison. And she's able to ha handle it better than she was doing before. Better than what she was doing before. But it still was very oh, difficult yes, for yes. her. Um, you know, because now she had to go back down <laughs> a mountain. And it, it, it wasn't the mountain that she was under, right. but it was the fact that it was a prison. And the way this prison is set up and designed, um, it only, um, Reese could get in and out of it, I guess. Is that, yeah. Because of the family or what? Yeah, it's, family I mean, it's, it's, it's technically not like, 
on the mainland. It's like an island, but it's in the night court jurisdiction. So because he is the high lord of the night court, it's it's still like kind of like attached to his power. So he's able to to unlock the door in order to get in. It's it's like basically it looks like stone. Right. And you just kind of like walk in. There's like no door visible. Right. It's it was weird and it's like very dark. So he had to use I think what she called moon balls or whatever. (laughs) So it was like magic or Uh something that they use to be able to see, but it's still very dark in there and very scary. And when, you know, when someone like her went through complete hell to go under a mountain to save people that was not her people, but, you know, to save Tamlin because she was in love with Tamlin, um, to save everyone that was down there because... You know, she knew what it was to suffer. She knew what it was to be in pain. She knew what it was to have something and then have it ripped away from you. So um, she wanted to stop that. She wanted to protect Tamlin and Mm -hmm. help everyone. And then just going through the process that she had to go through, well, she wound up with PTSD. Mm -hmm. And then Tamlin not helping her much... By trapping her in the house, not trusting her, not understanding her, um, her starting to suffer not only with PTSD, depression, and anxiety, nightmares, well, enter Stockholm Syndrome. You know, you love someone, but that someone that loves you is trapping you in your own homes, not wanting to take you with them, not wanting you to do this, not wanting you to do that. And you trying to justify why, why don't you want me to come with you? I want to be there with you. I want to help you because that's how she's able to move on and work through it is by being able to help someone. And when you're suffering, and another person steps into your life that was there helping you while you were under the mountain and has taken you out of that, even though he didn't physically remove you from the orb of Stockholm, I would say, because Tamlin basically sealed the house up that she couldn't leave. So... He had to send someone else. Reese had to send someone else to get her because she was panicking, having a panic attack, was just like going crazy and losing it, you know, so she had to be removed. Well, knowing that you're being removed and a friend is helping you and you're starting to heal a little bit, but he's like, you know, okay, you want to do this. You want to help. That's good. You want to help, but this is where we got to go. And you're trying and you're trying, but the whole step of the way, he is with her. Mm-hmm. He is supporting her, whether it's just the touch or te- the, the telepathy of him. You know, you got this in her head so other people can't hear what's going on. So, you know, because there's prisoners all around them locked in cages that, you know, but... To go in complete darkness, knowing that that is the pit of all evil, and he's the only one that can get you and get you out. And then you go into this room, and the fact that neither one of them see the same thing. 
everybody sees the bone carver right. differently. The bone carver chooses how he wants to appear to each person. That and is there's a connection. Weird. There is a reason why he chooses to appear as certain things. There's meanings behind that. But what I don't understand is why does she see an eight-year-old boy and the other one sees what he well, Reese sees what he sees. He sees Jurian. The his Jurian was, was Jurian a... was the guy who had, was in the eye and the finger bone in the first book. Oh, okay. He's okay. the one who betrayed uh, Amaranth's sister. He he felt basically she fell in love with him, okay. and he used her in the war. Right, right, right. And then right, Amarantha right. killed him and kept his eye. Right. right. So he saw Jurian. Jurian. And Jurian okay. was human and he fought obviously on the side of the humans. Right. Okay. Yeah. But why the eight year old boy? That will not be answered in right this now, book. Not in this book. Okay. No. That just that just throws me off because the only thing I could think of is that something happened to her, I think, when she was around eight. Was that when she lost her mother? Yes. When her mother... Yes. Because I do remember yes. her saying yes. she lost her mother yes. at a young age. Yes. But don't you guys worry, because that will be answered. Okay, okay. So that there is an answer to that. Because so, obviously the, the series is still being written. Right, right, so, right. But that's not left up in the air. But if that's not going to happen um, in this book. So you okay. guys won't know about okay. that yet. Yeah. All right. But yes, you are right. Her... Uh, but it, it's funny how they had, um, it was a question for a question and he kept asking questions about, well, he what really, he wanted to know about death. That was his main right. question. He wanted and, to know how, you know, what it was like for her to die. Right. And that is and, why they brought favor, right? Cause before when they were, when the inner circle was having a discussion about who was going to go to the prison. Mm hmm. It was either going to, it either had to be Amran or it had to be Feyre because he would only talk to them. And, and that's because they're different, right? They, they were transformed in a sense, right? right? And right. so he would find that fascinating. Again, right. we don't really know hundred percent everything about him and why that is, mm. which again will be answered later. Um, but he is very fascinated with death because he keeps asking Feyre about what was it like when you died. Yes. Um, you know, was did was there like some other place you went to? Was it like was there nothing? Right. What got me though mm -hmm. was as they were leaving and he was holding that bone finger that was flicked to him. And he goes, And in you I will write your death, Farah. Mm -hmm. Or Feyara. And, and it I'm makes you like, wonder how does he know? Because you don't know what the bone carver is at this point. No, right? you don't. Now you're assuming that somebody does that maybe Reese does, but you, you don't know who the bone carver is. Well, for, for any body to make a statement like that, and they're all mortals because that is the mortal area. Um, for anyone to make a statement to claim that they have to be someone that is knowledgeable of knowing when someone's going to die. Right. They have to know something with destiny. Right. And if you remember, all of the creatures mm. that are in the prison, these aren't like you're just normal, They're, typical... Some of these are ancients. The, I would say probably majority of yeah. them. And you have to remember that Amran also was a prisoner in this yes. prison. Right. So this kind of gives you an idea of what is in the prison. So more than likely, he is not just a fae. I mean, he's probably from... 
another world more than likely because a lot of the creatures like Amran we know is from another world right it's not from the the world that we are in right um so we we don't really know what he is he's some other kind of creature he was just freaky yeah he was freaky he was so inquisitive but so freaky about so there's how clearly he, did. he doesn't know all because he no. he he's really into the questions right but he it just that 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 made chills go down my spine though so and then them coming out well oh they went to the bone carver to find out something very specific do you remember the reason why Reese sees Jurian. It's because they wanted to know about Jurian. That was the question that they wanted to ask is because they found out that Is this about the book? Right. Well he didn't they didn't know about the book, the book. yet. Right? Oh, okay. So um they went to ask about how is it possible for Jurian to be resurrected because his oh, that's eye, right because his his eye, eye and finger and bone his are missing missing yes yes and so that's how the book starts to come into so play he talks after about that. the cauldron right and he says and that the, the cauldron f- was the three a hole feet. they they were taken off the three right. feet were taken off and put in and certain certain temples yes and that explains why, why certain temples, temples were, were being sa- uh, ransacked ransacked yeah. Um, and then, so now they know that the cauldron has been put together and the only way to uh, nullify the cauldron is to, um, find the book of breathings, but the book of breathings has been separated into two halves. Mm-hmm. One is with the human Queens. Right. And one is with, with the in, in, is in the summer court. Yes. Yes. Um, so... And I think the only reason why he would really know that, because he may have had something to do with them to begin with. Mm-hmm. It's possible. And we also find out that the cauldron can be used for all sorts of things. Yes. Um, it can take down the wall. We know it. it can be used for resurrection. It, yeah. It's probably one of the most powerful things. It basically is what created life, he says. Yeah. This The world that they are living in. Right. And if the and cauldron it, is just completely destroyed, it will just, life will cease to exist. So the Book of Breathings is, they're not using it to destroy the cauldron. They're using it to nullify, nullify it. it. Yeah. So that no one could use the cauldron right. against anyone. He also talks about who can use the Book of Breathings. Because you can't just be somebody created from the cauldron, naturally. Right. You have to be something not made of the cauldron. So... It would have to be Amran, for example, mm-hmm. because Amran, again, she was not made from the cauldron. Nope. Okay. Feyre was not made from the, the cauldron, cauldron because she, well, I mean, originally, I guess she was, but she's now reborn as something else. So right. she's able, and again, he says this is a theory, right? The bone right. carver is not sure, but he thinks it's a theory. Right. So anybody or any th- creature that was not naturally made from the cauldron, yeah. Um, can use the book of breathings if they could read it. <laughs> well, we find we that find we find that out later. Yeah, yeah. So, and well, we also find out later too. Actually, we find out after they get out of the prison that Reese actually knew all this information already. He was he just, just confirming. He it. was confirming it. Yeah, and he didn't share his no his he, ideas he with anybody. Tendi- he doesn't. He has a tendency not to share much of <laughs> anything with anyone until after it's already. Done. Well, I was just testing you. 
Well, I was just confirming. Well, he has a reason why he does everything. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. But, I mean, sometimes it's a bit annoying. Yeah, it could be, but we could always go back to Tamlin. Oh, <laughs> that narcissistic son of a bitch? No, thank you. <coughs> oh, gosh. Don't go back. No! Say no! Big ol' X, no! <laughs> okay, so, moving on. Uh-huh. Um... Now that they know what they need to do, yes, they know that they need to get find the book of breathings. Right. So they they set up two different uh, plans. The first plan is is that they've got to find a way to talk to the queens. Right. And because the humans hate Fay, this is going to be kind of a difficult thing. Yeah. Um. So they don't know anybody in the human lands except, except for Fay's family, family, and so they end up going to. Go- her family, why her dad's away, and talking to her sisters about possibly having a meeting at the house Mm -hmm. of the, was it supposed to be six queens? Yeah, six queens. And the Tam, or not Tam, oh God, (laughs) she brought Tamlin up. Oh, why would you do that? Blah, 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 blah. But Reese's... Inner circles, so basically, mm-hmm. what's going to be there? It would be Freya or Feyre, uh, Reese, um, to actually do the communication mm-hmm. because uh, Feyre is uh, or was human. Well, not that she was human, but she's his ad- adversary. Oh, I'm trying for to the, for yeah, I'm trying to think of the word that's knows, used emissary emissary. Oh, for the humans because she was well, human. human. Yeah, and then he takes uh, <laughs> dingle and dangle with him, <laughs> Cassian and Asriel. Yes, and they kind of like stand off because they're basically the bodyguards, and they're the two most powerful outside of him mm-hmm. um, to be there. You know, to witness what's going on. Um, how did and, that go? How did the uh, uh, well with they they went there to get a letter done and send it off to the queens, and then they finally got word, and then they went back. Well, okay, hold on. Well, well, let's because they don't go back until later. Yeah, way. So later. we'll we'll go, we'll get to that. Okay, so so well she goes to see her sisters, right? <laughs> <laughs> Her sisters are very, they're like polar opposites of each oh, other. Oh, yeah. The one, the, the the youngest, well, not the youngest, the middle one is just sweet as could be. Yeah, Elaine. Right. And it's, well, actually, all three of them are all super different. They're like nothing right, alike. Right, right, right. But yeah, Elaine is very, like, quiet and very naive and innocent. Mm-hmm. And she likes, she's very, I don't know if they talk about, I think they do talk about it a I little bit. She's, she's into this, she's into, like, gardening and. Yeah, she's very Dotiful, if you ask. And she's the one that blends in the best with the mortal world. Which right. is that typical, like, you know, back in the day, like, you know, the Victorian period or, like, right, the Jane right. Austen period. That right. very, like, traditional, old right. school kind of... Right. She fits very well into that kind of... Right, right. ...atmosphere. And then you have Nesta, <laughs> who's the oldest... And she and has a lot of anger. You can tell she's she got a lot of anger. She is in need of the biggest, hardest cock, cock imaginable. Yes, because that child, that woman, she needs <coughs> to get a piece because she, oh my gosh, she's just horrible. And she's so. She is yeah. horrible. Yeah, she is horrible. And she is a character that you do learn a lot more about 
as the series progresses. On. A lot of what what's going on with her is she has just has a lot of anger. Um, it, she's dealt with a lot of her issues very differently than Feyre did. Yeah. Feyre is more of a proactive kind of a person, right? Yeah. Where Nesta is more of a person who just bottles up their emotions. If and I would have had to say what, um, uh, what type of people they would be, I would say Nesta would be an, an introvert. She keeps it all inside and doesn't share much unless she explodes. Right. You're right. And it's funny, I remember when we were listening to it, when Cassian yeah. calls Nesta out on uh-huh. all that stuff. Uh-huh. The two of them just argue the whole time, basically. Yes! Because he's just, he's like the only one that just basically just will say stuff to her and doesn't really care what yeah. he says. I know. I noticed that. That was like, <laughs> wow. But Cassian's a lot like that in general. It's just... Right, right, right. But... Yeah. But, you know, it really... But in a way, he had his points because it's yeah. like, you're the oldest... And your baby sister had to save your ass. She had to go out hunting at 14 years old and gather food and do the cooking and uh-huh. the cleaning and everything else to take care of you, your sister, and your father because y'all didn't want to do anything. But mope, grind, cry, whatever, because you just... Or spoiled brats, and that's all you've ever been. He didn't say it verbatim, but yeah, that's yeah, what he yeah, was yeah, getting yeah, at, yeah. you know? And it's like, how could you let that happen? You know, why didn't you step up? At least anything, take care of the fucking house. But you didn't, you know? Mm-hmm. You didn't do anything. You didn't go get a job. You didn't try to do anything. But you wanted to use the money that she got from the wolf that she killed. Though. So you, you wanted new shoes or a new cloak or something, and you just had new shoes. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, really? Okay. But, yeah. So, anyway. So, that was the f- the, the first plan. Oh, right? yeah. So, they they visit uh, her sisters. They finally agree to let them have the meeting there when the queens respond. Right. They do send letters. Um, and they just have to wait for the queens to respond. Right, right. Um, they go back to the night court. And they also send uh, a message to the summer court. To set up a meeting. Um, Reese obviously doesn't say anything about the book. No. But he basically makes it seem like he wants to talk about the upcoming war. Um, and about Highburn and stuff. So right. that's kind of like how he tries to get in. Right. And again, they're waiting for a response from them as well. Right, right. Which is crazy. Because you, you would think that he would just ask for the book. Instead of... Well, you also have to remember, too, that the High Fae are brutal. Yeah. They're all, all of them, they all hate each other. Yeah, but see, he was dealing with yeah. a young lord that mm-hmm. who actually liked him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they liked each other as friends. But they, they, learn, they learn that right. uh, once, they're, once they're already kind of there. Right. And, yeah. and he's not a hundred percent sure. In right, fact, I'm right. not even a hundred percent sure even now. No. But there were it's like there's a possibility that he could have. But once Feyre discovers, and obviously I'm jumping ahead a little bit because we haven't gotten to the part where they get go to the summer court. Right. But 
once she mentions that temple she sees, they all, all of his family and everybody freak the fuck out. Right. And that kind of makes me wonder, I don't know if he would have, because... Yeah, that's that. Yeah, you're probably right. But the fact is, okay, so they put this thing out there, they want to talk, but this, again, was a test for Feyre to see if she could sense it, Mm -hmm. see where it was, and if she can retrieve it. Um, without a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, they get there... Well, well, well oh. let's not jump ahead. <laughs> oh, even the first day there was chaotic. Yeah. Um. Ah. Uh, we just can't take them people anywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Cassian is training... Feyre to to fight physically. Physically, Physical fight. To be like a warrior, in a sense. And Reese is teaching her how to fight magically. Right. So she's working on that. Yes. There's a lot of back and forth and all that stuff going on between... Well, her and Cassian have some, like, little talks and stuff. But her and Reese, obviously, they start to develop kind of a little banter thing going yeah. on. I love their little, like, notes back and forth. Like, where they write, like, recent paper and, he, and then they write, and, and then pen. it disappears and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's cute. Um, but what I didn't like is when he wanted to take her out to train out in the morning and he, he pretty much, like, okay, well, I'm gonna leave and let her there for that nasty little varmint to get her Well, he didn't know it. who was gonna show up. He just knew somebody was going to He knew that she was being... He knew that somebody somebody wanted her. Right. um, Who who wanted to come and take her. And we kind of figured that anyway, because when she was in the spring court... um, People were showing up there, too. Well, no, in the spring... um, uh, not Well, when she was going back and forth between the night court and the spring court before she left. Right. um, She knew that... Um, she could be, you know, captured by and, and used either for, for marriage, right, or just they would use her to breed children, right? right, just for just so that their children would have all the powers, right. So you kind of already kind of have an idea that okay, po- she's probably wanted, right? right, and it's um, so it's not far fetched to you know, he would obviously being the person he is, where he's like always thinking way ahead of the game. Mm. He kind of you would you would assume he would know that there's going to be people after her, and he probably wanted to see who the, he wanted to find out who it was going to be. Yeah, but why that vermin? Well, he works for the King of Highburn. I want to know how he got that when he was working for Amethrilla or whatever her name is. Well, you we find well we don't technically find out what's going on, but. That was a question that came up, is once he finds out it was the King of Highburn that was looking for her, um, that's when they torture him, mm-hmm. the adder. Mm-hmm. Um, they find out that he's being tracked. Reese, Reese is being tracked somehow. So that is kind of the question, is, is that somehow he's being tracked by somebody. Somehow. Yeah, I wonder who. Well, we know it's the King of Highburn. Right. But how is he being tracked? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, the other thing that happens is before they go to the summer court, and he, Reese has a theory, he has lots of theories, mm. um, 
the theory is is that she's able to sense all the High Lord's energy. Right. Um, and so he sends her to the Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> and he says that the Weaver has something of his. Right. Doesn't tell her what it is because right. he wants her to find it. Right. Um, and he says it was going to have his energy on it because right. it's his. Right. Um, and so he sends her and then he's like, if you can do this, we'll know, we know that you will be able to sense. Right. Uh, and then when you go to the summer court, you should be able to find the Book of Breathings. Right. Um, and so <laughs> he takes her out to the Weaver. Oh, my God. <laughs> do you want to talk about that? I, it's like, okay, so they go through the woods, they get to an open field, and there's this little cottage there with a little round door and little round windows. Little quaint little thing. And, um, there's a woman in there, and she don't have eyes. Well, we don't, she, we don't know that yet. Well, well we know she's we blind. We know she's blind. But she's, she, her back... Her back is, is to her. the door. But right? when, when I mean she don't have eyes to see, we knew she. We know she's blind. Yeah, we know she's blind. So she. So Fera knows that when she goes in there, that she's blind. Right. But her other senses are wicked as hell. Oh yeah. So she goes in, and well, she listens to the woman humming and singing a song. <laughs> the two sisters song. Oh my god! It's just, that song is just dreadful. Because the one sister kills, kills the other the one. Kills the other one, yeah. right. And then it, it's dreadful. And then the fact that, you know, she's listening and she's, like, getting closer and she's listening and she peeks her head through the door because the door's slightly opened. And she's, like, waiting to see and see what's going on. And she's scanning the room. And then, you know, the woman's still singing away. And, oh, the things that this woman is weaving together. Well, actually not weaving because the weaving thing is in the corner somewhere. She's at the spinning wheel. Mm -hmm. She's threading stuff. Mm -hmm. So, but it's not cloth. Right. It's not cloth, uh, cloth or cotton to make thread. It, oh, I think it's hair. But I'm not 100% sure. We know that it's... She's a crazy right, woman. She's, obviously, she's killing people. Right. And using their, their, their body, body parts. parts. And, and using Skin, that as... hair, to make you things. name it. Yeah. So, Vera sneaks in. And she's, like, eyeing everything and, and like, trying to pick up on everything. She goes to this little shelving thing. There's, like... Three shelves, and she goes, no, not that one, not that one. She goes above eye level. Oh, there it is. And she's looking around at everything that's on their shelf. She goes, oh, oh, it's a ring. And there's a few things on there, but she homes in on the ring. And Sapphire, yeah, that would be Reese. And she picks it up, and she puts it in her pocket. She is almost safe to the door. When that witch <laughs> realizes there is a thief in the house and seals the doors and the windows <laughs> and Vera cannot get out. Right. And she goes, who is there? <laughs> 
And Sarah looks around. She's trying to get out the window. She can't get out the window. There's no latch there. There's nothing. These things, there is no door handle on the door. Nothing. Mm-hmm. This woman opens the doors and windows with magic. Mm-hmm. She does not have doorknobs. She does not have latches on things. The only thing Farah had to be able to get out of was the f- chimney. So she went up right. the fireplace. Which is where the woman cooks the people, apparently. Yeah, evidently. Because there's like hair and like yes. oily And there's crap like in there. oil and stuff and everything. And she's like, ooh, what is this on me? And the woman peeks up there and she goes, who's going up my chimney? <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god, and you look down and all you saw, well, first it was when the woman turned around and looked at her and asked who she was, she said she had no eyes, oh, and yeah, she had no scary. lips, but she had a, her mouth was open and jagged teeth. So this woman eats things like you would not believe, bone and all. <laughs> so up the chimney she goes, the woman looks up there. Farah's up there. She's starting to panic. She goes, oh my God, I'm not going to get out of here because the chimney is narrowing and she's narrowing. Getting, she's stuck. She's stuck. She's panicking. The woman's grabbing up and reaching up at her, gets a hold of her. Farah's kicking and Farah grabs a hold of this brick that's kind of like wedged between her and something and she gets it loose and she throws it down on the woman and hits well, her with it. She she forgot. Beating. So this is something that happens to her. She forgets she's high fae. So she has this moment where she's like, she's thinking like a human. Right. And she realizes that she's not a human and that she can actually break the chimney because she's strong enough. So what happens is she just breaks the chimney enough and then she grabs the brick and throws it down. Yeah. She goes through a process of telling herself to calm down. Mm -hmm. You know, remember, breathe, stop. You could do this. Mm Mm-hmm. And she just breaks this chimney apart piece by piece and gets out. And then when she's on top of the roof, she's like, ew! And she thought she was on a thatched roof. And it's not. It's hair and oil holding it there. And she's got it all over her. And she's running across the um, the roof. And then she's... On a tree, and she's running across tree branches, across trees, across the tree, and then Reese's down <laughs> further away. What took you so long? <laughs> I would have smacked him. <laughs> but it's like, uh, uh, really? What took me so long? You didn't hear me screaming? <laughs> Did you get what I sent you in for? Oh, you worried about that right now? Uh, let's ask me that later. Let's go. You know, and he, and he winnows her out. out. Yeah. yeah. Which I, you know, it's like, okay, why can't she do that? That would be cool ass to have. She's only done it the one time, which was when the adder came and attacked her. She winnowed the one time. But Reese talks about how difficult it is to winnow. Oh, okay. It takes a lot of energy and a lot of practice. So it's not something she's going to learn right away. Okay. All right. So, but yeah, I thought that was just cruel. Yeah. Of her being stuck in that damn... I would have panicked. I would have... Like, man, no way. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have been... I would, first of all, I wouldn't even go on in that house. Oh, that person eats people? No, thank you. <laughs> and when she was also... When she got out, she was also upset because it was... It was a ring. And she even set the place on fire. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't help. And then she finds out that it was his mother's ring. Yes. Yeah. And it meant a lot to him. So, and the sad thing is, is that 
that woman held it for his mother to give to him. And then he gave it back to her to hold onto it for when he needed it. It's like, you just put that woman through <laughs> hell too, you brat. Ah, the shit that he does. I don't know who's worse, him or Tamlin. You know damn well who's worse. Tamlin is! Because <laughs> Tamlin just has no brains. No. And he just does shit because uh, he's, you know, it's, he's no, entitled. He, he has a brain. Well, it's all about him. Well, yeah, but he doesn't think things through. No, at all. he doesn't. No. Most narcissists don't think things through. They they come across as they do, but they seriously do not. Because mm -hmm. they're too busy thinking about how they're, oh, I'm going to get this, or I'm going to get that, that they get to a point and they don't finish it. Right. You know, their little plan out in their head. They just, and then when it does go down, they're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Well, I wonder why. Uh, we also find out that um, when when Feyre gives the amulet back to Amran, the one that she gave her to go into the prison, right? We learn that it was it was just jewelry. It was just a piece of jewelry. It was to psych her up to go, and she let her keep it. You know, but it was also a trust test too. She yeah. was. You know, she did give it back to her because she made it very clear. You need to give this back to me when you come back. And in reality, I mean, that's pretty much what's been happening in this section of what we've been reading with I'll everybody. Trust. Really, yeah, everybody's. I mean, even even though we sent her into the Weaver's house to get the ring, he was testing her for to see if she could sense it. But in reality, we learn that he really sent her in there. To see how she would do under pressure. pressure. Because all the things that they're going to be doing, you know, she's going to be under a lot of stress. And obviously she's got a lot of PTSD issues. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah, I, I, he's one of those people where it's like, yeah, he, he lets them go into situations like that. Yeah. But, yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure that he would have come in if he absolutely had to come in. Right. He just wasn't allowed to be anywhere near it. Because the weaver can sense him if he gets too close. Yes. And that will just completely blow the cover. Yeah. So he would only be able to come in at the absolute last minute. Right. So. Yeah. But, you know, testing people sometimes is not always the best thing, <laughs> No, race. it's not. But, but I guess in a in that kind of situation, you know, in these, like, life... She's... You have to remember, too, is that he's always giving her a choice. Yes, he does, where Tamlin never gave her right. a choice. Right, and she wants to do all of these things. And right. if she wants to do all of these because things, she, is she has to prove choice. that she can do all of these things. She is given the cho choice. She is also being treated, I want to say as a human, but she's being treated with kindness, mm -hmm. understand, you know, understanding, and, you know, trust, and... Um, being allowed to make mistakes and being allowed to um, have freedom mm -hmm. to move about and do whatever, you know. If she wants to walk out of that townhouse and walk into the city, she can. She doesn't have to ask for permission to leave. Right. To go. Or can you take me into town or anything like that. She has the right to do anything. That says a lot. To mm -hmm. someone who just left a court because 
they couldn't handle it anymore because they were like, no, you can't go with me, or no, you need to stay here, or no, I'm afraid to lose you. Well, there are several ways you can lose a person. Mm-hmm. And one way is by not trusting them, and another way is by not giving them freedom. Right. So. Right. Um... So, some other things that happened before the summer court mm-hmm. uh, visit. <laughs> um, the group of them go into Valar's. They kind of, I don't want to say a date night, because they're all out together. They go to dinner. They go to dinner, and we find out that Amron drinks blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and lamb's she, blood. What's well, her favorite. Yes, that's the her lamb's favorite. blood. Yes. Um, but it's like her first time really out. You know, really getting to see Valaris and it's at night. Right. And um, she notices that it's very different from being in the spring court, because that's all she knows at that time. Right. Where everybody, like, gawks and, like, treats you all, like, weird. Right. And they just walk around and everyone's just really friendly and it's like they do this all the time and it's like nobody really blinks an eye that they're there. Right. And he knows everybody. Like, they go into the restaurant and, you know... The, the owner of the restaurant knows them. Because and... isn't it a city where humans end? Or, or it's mm-hmm. low fae and high fae are mm-hmm. intermixed right. together. Right. So mm-hmm. there's basically, it makes no difference who you are. You're still respected. Right. Yeah. Right. And you can tell that they, they just, they know everybody because they hang out in the right. city all the time. And so people are used to seeing them. And right. And he doesn't, you know, want to be necessarily treated any differently than just anybody else. So. Right, right. Which I think is cool. But it, it's pretty cool that, you know, she sits down to have this meal with them. They all sit down and, she, you know, the woman that owns the restaurant that did all the cooking wanted to know how the food was. Mm-hmm. And everybody liked it, but... Fanara was like, wow, this is so good. She's never experienced food like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty good. And the woman goes, oh, well, then for you, I'll bring a special dessert. I don't think we ever found out what the dessert was. Yeah, I don't think so. I no. Don't, I don't remember if At we least did. I don't, I don't remember. But then she brings um, blood out yeah. for the other yeah, gal. Yeah, Amron. Yeah. And so, and then they talk about the three go out dancing. and Rita's. Then, Huh? Rita's. Rita's. Yeah, more yeah. like lives there, right? Yeah. She loves, it's like this place you could go dancing. dancing that. Yeah, and uh, the three go to that, and then Reese and what's her name? Feyre. Go home. Yeah, they walk home. Yeah. Well, they walk to a point, and then he swoops her up and yeah. flies her home or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, and then the uh, another thing that happens is Reese has a nightmare. Yes! Like, really? Normally it's her having a nightmare. So she was up at like 2 in the morning or something because Moore and her were just talking and talking all night. Yeah. And she's getting ready to go to bed and then all of a sudden like the house starts shaking and all this craziness. And it's just the two of them in the house because remember the rest of the inner circle, they, well, Amron has her own townhouse. Right. and Or apartment, I should say. Yeah. And the others live at the House of Wind. Right. So it's just her and Reese that are staying in the townhouse. Right. And uh, so she rushes out. She finally finds his room. And she can't see anything because the shadows are all craziness and it's just darkness and all these... Between the light, the stars and the darkness. (laughs) Yeah. She like hits the bed because she can't see. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She climbs in the bed. 
to get, you know, to get to find him, and the bed's so she, massive. She slaps him in the face, face to wake, to him, wake up. him up. And he doesn't want to wake up. He doesn't wake up even after she slaps him. And then he flips her over. And he tries to, like, attack tries her. Tries to choke her. Yeah. Yeah. And then she starts humming the lullaby to him. She tries to get into his mind. In his head. Well, she got in there. Yeah. So. And it helped. It helped him mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. So, but it's it's sad to know that I think she had just gotten asleep when it happened. She was getting in she bed. Was, yeah, she to was bed. getting ready yeah. to get to go to bed. She and was. it was like that. You know what the hell? <laughs> the bed started shaking. She was like, "I can't see." <laughs> what is this? <laughs> <laughs> but there are a few things we learned from that scene yes um we find out that he has nightmares all the time which we did not know no because she was the one having nightmares and he never says anything no he never tells he doesn't share with anyone that he has nightmares and that's why he doesn't he tries to sleep away from them and yeah um we also find out that he has tattoos on his knees the symbol of the night court, which is the mountains with the three stars. Because he would never kneel before anyone else. Except for the, the court. Court, yeah. Right, because that's the symbol of the court. Right? Yeah. So. Um, and another interesting <sighs> thing that happens is she starts wanting, to, she has, she starts to get ideas for painting again. Yes. Because she's like in bed and the wings and that's like that really sad thing and she thinks of like the name of the painting. I don't remember what it was now, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um his eyes the way his eyes were his eyes were wide open but yet he was asleep. Mm-hmm. His wings I don't think his wings were out though. No, his wings were out. They were? Yeah, because I, I remember I remember when she was looking back and she gets the idea of the painting. He's like bent over and his wings are like out. Oh. Because he was on his knees. Yeah. That I do know. Yeah. But he, he was very, very sad. Internally, he was mm-hmm. just sad and he was grateful. And she said, I wouldn't tell anyone. Right. And he was, he was grateful that he got comfort. By someone that he's given comfort to. Me, that does a lot to someone Mm -hmm. who already feels like they're not worthy of anyone. And then actually to have someone that you've wanted to help and do, they turn around and do the same for you. It's quite comforting. Yeah. You know, so... And she lets him go, you know, she goes back to bed and she didn't get much sleep kind of hard to get much sleep after that you know but um i think the next day they had to go do something or that's when they got word that yeah it might have been they might have been going to the summer court yeah i think um i think so so i guess we can talk about the summer court now (laughs) oh my god summer court's real pretty it's very pretty very relaxing very pretty very uh Definitely. The waves. The waves coming, crashing up on the beautiful the turquoise. Turquoise, you know, shiny. Um, How do we feel about the court? Um, The young lad. Tarquin? Yeah. He, he seems okay. A little wishy-washy, but okay. Um, however, I do not 
like the prince and princess. Okay. I personally don't. I think, um, I just think they think their shit don't stink. I don't know. That's just my feeling. I think. And then that who are, is, is the prince the one that was standing behind him? Yeah. That yeah. was like given the dirty looks and the gesture and stuff. Yeah, see. I think what it is too is it's that whole typical like court thing, right? Tarquin is super nude being High Lord. Oh, he doesn't, yeah. He, he, so he, and he has well, a lot of. His father was killed down right, under. And he has a lot. Well, and it, he's only like, what, like 70? 80 years old. Yeah, which yeah. is really young for Faye. Yeah. And when you think about it, 50 years of Amarantha. Yep. So he doesn't even know. He's almost like Feyre in a sense. In fact, I think Feyre knows more about the courts than he does. Um, he didn't grow up in a time where you you actually got to see what the how the courts really are, right. how old school they are, how um, it's all a game, right? right. It's that whole like you know we don't trust anybody, right. we're all for ourselves, right? And I think that's what you see with the prince and princess. Yeah, is they're older than him, and right. they grew up. In, in a court environment. And so you're seeing... But they're prince and princess. They're not high lord. But that's because the energy didn't go to them. Right. Oh. Right. Uh, I think we talked about this before. Where the it's just an energy transfer. So it goes to somebody in the family. Whoever the energy deems is worthy. All the energy of that court gets passed into the body. And it's completely random. Oh. So Tarquin was chosen. I think he's like their cousin or something. Oh my god. So what if like all of those that pass now and it all goes to Feyre? Oh my god. It can't go to Feyre. But I'm just saying, wouldn't that be so cool? Well, I guess it could. Because she's everyone. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, in a theory, I don't really, I'm not sure. But I'm just saying. Because I know it's be... like by, I think it's more, has to do with blood than it Probably, does with power. But I'm just but saying. I'm not sure. I'm not be, sure. That would be so awesome though if it was. But besides me here and yeah. there, but that's why they're not, they're just, that's their titles. They're part of the royal family. Oh. But they're not, Tarquin's the high lord because the energy went to him. But, so, but they're prince and princess. Why him not, why high, why high lord and not king? Do you understand what I'm trying to get at? It's because of the way they're... It's so stupid. Yeah, I know. Well, and also... It would be lord and lady I don't know a lot about... I don't know a lot about the summer court, like, when it comes to, like, the ins and outs of it. Oh, okay. But it's not like you see that those titles being used in all the courts. Okay. So that might be just honorary titles that are used... Like, in England today, right? Like, they don't actually have any political power, but they use titles, right? Yeah, there's titles... So they're royal. Certain- they're part of the family line of the High Lord, right? But they're probably just titles that are used in the summer court. Right. It's not like like in the spring court, no mention of that, right? In the night well, court, it's, it's just Tamlin, right? But again, the night court, same thing. There's other mm-hmm. courts that don't use the word king, queen, da da da. I think it's just okay lineage for that court because each court does run things the way that they want to run things, even though there are certain rules that all of them traditional rules that they follow all the courts run their courts separately and and have their own ways that they do things so that might just be a summer court thing Mm. um but 
So they are related to Tarquin. It's just they weren't lucky enough to to get the to get the pow- the energy power or the transfer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I just think that it was rather odd, but then their behaviors as time as the day went through and then the next mm-hmm. couple of days um <clears throat> The flirtationness. You're that, talking about Cressida, who's the princess. Yes, her. Oh my God, with Reese. Oh <laughs> Jesus, Joseph. So Mary. he's trying to find out information right. the best way he can. Right, and that's and the you, flirt. Right, and you have to understand too that everybody distrusts him. Okay. Right. Because he wants everybody to. I mean, he keeps up this whole. Facade that he rules over the court of nightmares. He's super evil. Well, he rules over two courts. But they don't know that. So the only court they know about is the court of nightmares and the Illyrians. The Illyrians are a warrior race and the court of nightmares are evil. So they, and and because Mm. in order to rule over the court of nightmares, like, and again, I'm not trying to skip ahead. We're not going to talk about that, but you saw that a little bit. Yeah. You'll see it again because obviously we'll go back there again. But... In order for him to rule over them, he has to be like them. Otherwise, he won't be able to, to gain any respect. Right. So he has to pretend that that's he belongs there. So everybody just assumes that he's this evil, horrible person, that he was actually working with Amarantha, you know, mm. all that stuff. Right. So everyone distrusts him. Tarquin, though, is the only one that actually seems to kind of trust him again. One, because he does no experience. And two, the only amount of time that he's known Reese is when he was under the mountain and he realizes that he, you know, he was actually trying to help. Right. Um, and so that's why he's kind of giving him a little bit of leeway. Right. But everybody else, like his other family members, his advisors and everything, they all totally don't trust him. Right. So Reese, I think, was picked her because she was the easiest... Because she's a woman and, you know, he probably couldn't, he's not going to get anywhere with a man. No, no, no. Unless they're gay. Oh, and then Farah with, uh... Tarquin. Tarquin. Tarquin was attracted to her, I think. Oh, I think so, too. I mean, he didn't trust her, clearly, but... No. But he was definitely, like, into her at least a little bit. Well, you know, she's pretty. But, you know, he's... But he... But you, I couldn't imagine what was going through your head. I remember you because I remember you because I gave you a drop of my essence, yeah. you know? Right. And so, you know, and you saved us. And he made it very clear, too, after a point of time being there, you know, she did save us. So please don't right. discredit her. Don't be rude to her. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was not for her, we would not be here. And so that that's a good thing. But it's like the flirtation that she did to go with him to figure out what was going on. But the jealousy that she had towards Reese with the, with the princess. And then what Reese was hiding that he had with the other one is like... Why don't you two just get it on right now and just get it over with? It's also the first time I think that she realizes that she, that has, she has any kind of feelings. Feelings, because she says it's emotions. That's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling emotions. I'm feeling emotions. 
Deeper yeah. than I ever... Uh, never mind. <laughs> We're going to keep building these uh, playlists here. <laughs> <laughs> and I think with Reese, though, he is always connected to her because of the bond. <laughs> yes! So, like, when she's on these dates... I mean, we don't see that, like, because it's from her perspective. Right, right, right. But you can kind of assume that, obviously, he's hiding a lot of it. Right. But you can kind of assume that he's probably hearing everything that's going on yeah. on these dates. Yes. And when she even says that, you know, he tried to come in, yeah. you know, or that little knock or nudge was from him and she shooted back at him. That's that's just so funny. <laughs> but it's like, you know, they... He... he but the... Lord, the high lord there was like, you know, he took her to see the trove and gave her this beautiful black diamond necklace um, to have. And she's like, really didn't want it because she really felt like he was a really nice guy. Yeah. And that, you know, being a really nice guy, that he deserved to be loved for who he is, that she didn't want him to change. She didn't want anything bad to happen no. to him. Yeah. She really inside felt you know, icky and bad about what she was there for to do. You know, it's not something she wanted to do, but there was a purpose for doing it. And, you know, she was afraid that it found out that, you know, he would call her a liar and, you know, just shit bothered her. And then, um, Reese too. You know, he he Reese. even just you know he also talks about how he wanted to work with him and all right, that, but now know, it's not going to be possible because no. they're betraying him essentially. Yeah, and you know, and then when she asked about that building, you know, it, it, come on now, why would you think she would ask about that? It could just be the whole area it was beautiful. You don't know that she has that ability. To yeah. ask about that. And, you know, um, when he says, well, it's being worked on, and she changed the subject, and she talked about, well, how about if we go and do this, and da-da-da-da-da. She's trying to take you away from it. For one, she doesn't want you to hound on it. And two, you know, it, she realizes she got what she needed to know. There was a reason why you don't want no one nearing that. So... She and it wasn't out. just him. Right. All, All the table. of them were upset. Well, everyone from the, Summer Court, the summer court yeah. was upset about that. And so it confirmed that that's where she felt it was. And, you know, I, it's like, what do you do? What do you do, you know? And then they, the, all of them that were there, their rooms were conjoining. So they were, Reese just came in and out of her room. <laughs> and, you know, and, and then too, oh my God. And he like walks right up to her and puts his arms up against on the table. Well, it's and because it's they're, like, having a, they're having a little argument about who's being jealous. And yeah, uh, yes. And it's like, go ahead, light that candle behind you. <laughs> and instead of lighting the candle, she actually brings water into the room and then splashes it all over him and gets herself wet. But it's just hilarious. It's like, would you two just get it? Go get you're in a room. You got a bed, just fucking get it over with. You know? But oh whatever. <laughs> they 
they just keep going back and forth. Cat well, and mouse. I mean, they're supposed to be friends. Cat and mouse. You know. Yeah, come on. Sometimes well, friends with benefits can work. Uh, no, I'm not saying that, but I'm like, you know, it's like they're supposed to be friends. Right, right, right. right. Well, and, they are. They yeah, they are. are yeah, they are friends. And, um, you know, he doesn't, he really has no confidence. Like, all that stuff is no. just a big lie. Well, I mean, for 50 years, he was that bitch's whore, you know? And that's what all he ever heard. And,. You know, when you're, for 50 years, I mean, for us as human beings, that's a long fucking time. You know, for them, it's a batter than eyelash. I mean, I guess if you're being tortured and yeah. in prison, that's a long time. Right. And, but, you know, yeah. but it's, but you're, you're being called out, being called a whore, being manipulated by... A woman that's a control freak, disrespecting everyone. The only other person that had freedom other than you was Tamlin. And the only reason why Reese had any freedom is because he had to pretend that he was for her. Right. And doing this for her and doing that. Which he would do X amount for her, but a lot of it was for him... To figure out what it is that he needed to do, how mm -hmm. he needed to do it. To... And, and then he would sleep with her and do all right. sorts of things, too, which is how he got the whore thing. Right. Know? And so, that does a lot. It, it can destroy a person. Mm -hmm. So, he has his own anxiety and depression he's going through. And he he knows that nobody will ever marry him because because he says this multiple times to her. Um, because she asks about, he's never been married or something, right? And, um, he's like, well, you know, nobody would marry me because oh. out of all the courts, I mean, his court is the most dangerous and he's supposed to be evil and he's the most powerful high lord. And so any offspring he has, any, any fa his, his mother and sister were murdered. You don't know all the specifics about that yet, mm -hmm. but it's it's who nobody of uh high birth or anything like that is gonna want to be part of a family like that right and you so know. it's like he's just kind of feels defeated you right. know right so needless to say they go visit what is it a town or another city that belongs to them for the day and they came back and that night mm -hmm. She goes in with Amran. Amran trying to get whatever it is, and they had to keep going down deeper and deeper. Right, so they go into the temple, which is, uh, the temple's only visible during low tide. Right. Because it's completely submerged. Right. Um, and so they only have so long to do it. And Reese winnows them there, and then, like, is circling above... Because he's like going to watch out for any kind of guards or anybody so that they stay undetected. And the two of them go and they have to like go through the mud and they have to. Then she has to try to open the door and then she actually uses Tamlin's ability. She completely shapeshifts her body into Tarquin. And that's how she opens the door. Oh, wow. Did you, did you miss that part? I did. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's why she was talking to herself, trying to get herself to change. She's like, I am. You know, the sea, and I am da-da-da, I am Tarquin. Yeah, I Tarquin. remember her saying I am the that, High Lord of but Summer. But I didn't realize that she actually... Yeah, she completely shapeshifts. I just shapeshifts. thought that she was um, 
Because it wasn't working. Scenting, you know, saying it to put the energy out there. That way it wouldn't detect who she really was. Because from what I remember, when she first goes up to the door and tries to open it, Mm. it doesn't work. Mm. So then she ends up completely transforming into him. And then it opens. Yeah, because um, she had to go down in. Uh Uh-huh. And, um, there's water, there's water everywhere because, you know, it is something that is submerged. So there's going to be water where at a particular level, Mm -hmm. but the book is in this like chamber where there's no water and there's like these clear walls. That's like holding the water out of the room or something. And it's in a metal box. Yeah. And the metal box talks and goes, who are you? It's no, the book. Or, talking, well, yeah. it's the book. Who are you? No, you're not. You're a you liar. Yeah, because she's basically <laughs> trying to say that she's the High Lord of Summer. And... Yeah. No, you're not. You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> yeah. So but as soon as she grabs the book, it's it sets off some sort of an alarm or like a system, like a security well, system. Well, it also burns her hand because of the box. The book is inside of yeah. a metal box. Yeah. yeah. And the metal box, I think, is iron, which is not. Or maybe even ash. Well, iron doesn't do anything. Okay. The humans think iron well, does something, it, but it doesn't. It, but it was... It, it, something... It, it was, grabbed a hold of her, bit her, or something. Yeah, it, it, it was some sort of, like, security thing. Yeah. So, to keep you from taking the book. Right. She puts the book in her pocket. Pocket. But it's... All of a sudden, water just starts flooding, flooding into in the because chamber. it wasn't her. The door shuts. Yeah. Amron does some sort of magical thing where she's able to, like, open the door to get them out. Yeah. And then they're in well, another Well, only until the next level. And, but it's still flooding, flooding with water. Yeah. Um, they pretty much drowned. Yeah. Well, they were drowning. And then the... Back from the first part of the book... Um, the woman, or the... The water wraith. Water, yeah. That Fera gave jewels to, to feed her family, sent her sisters there to, or, or that was in that lake, or ocean, to come in and save them, to get them out. And they go, our sister's debt is paid. Mm-hmm. Because they saved them. If it wasn't for them, they would probably would have drowned yeah. and died. Yeah, they would have drowned. So, um, interesting, to say the least. But, you know, they finally get with Reese. Reese gets them out of there. You know, they wind up back in the... <laughs> Reese says that they, like, let off every alarm that there was possible. <laughs> In there. There was like all sorts of guards and everybody. Like, and he goes, I was knocking them out. He said, I should have wiped their minds. Well, yeah. why didn't you? So. And well, he also says that he's really rusty. Like, right. he, he, he hasn't he just, done it for a while. Yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, he's been it's, locked up for, you know, right. 50 years. So. But so he forgot, to, you know, he forgot that's what he could have done. So next morning he wakes up, he's sitting out on the terrace for having breakfast. And there's these three red robin eggs inside of a box. You're talking about the blood rubies. The blood rubies. Yeah, they call them, yeah. they're the yeah, size I, of a robin egg. Right, but yeah. I was wanting to say what they were called in the book. So yes, the blood yes, rubies. Yes, yeah. the blood rubies. And, um... Basically, him, her, and uh, Amar, 
I don't know the girl's name. The other one. It's just the two of them on the... No. Three of them. The each oh. really for each one of them. Oh, yeah. It, one for him, one, one for, for Feyre, and one oh. for Amran. Amran. And it means Amarin. that they, they basically had... cannot go... They, they've got a price on their head. And they got a price on their head. So, oh, imagine that. <laughs> So, as time goes on... <laughs> and Reese had to buy Amron a lot of jewelry. Yes. To keep her calm so that she wouldn't go over there and just destroy the entire summer court. Yes. <laughs> but he's really depressed, though, when she goes he's, up there. He is very depressed, and she gets him out of it. About talking about buying lingerie. Oh my god, that part where she's like, <laughs> she walks off and leaves him, and, he, and she starts having this like pornographic like thing about what would have happened if they had gone to the thing. Yeah, and it was and, him putting it in her head because she let her defenses down. That <laughs> is so funny. <laughs> and it, oh yes, and and he would just send the workers home, and it would just be him and I, and and I would be in that little red number, and I'd be like. <laughs> I was like, what? What? <laughs> um, and then it, and she's like, oh, you! <laughs> and then you can hear him laugh. And the, it's, funny. it's so funny. Yeah, them two, they really need to get it on. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so after that, um, and they decided that they needed to go to night court. No. Oh, oh night court. Huh? You mean home? Well, they were already home. Yeah. Are you talking about the Court of Nightmares? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, no, not yet. Not yet? They go visit the Queens. Oh, that's right, the Queens! Ew! The Queens finally decide to... It's very late at night, sorry. Well, even if it wasn't, it's hard to remember things in order. Yeah, it's very late at night, though. Um, but yes, so the they... The queens are a wonderful ray of sunshine. Oh, no, they're not. They're bitches. <laughs> they all need to get stiff dicks. But anyway, so basically they get word that the queens would meet them and they go ahead and go to her sister's house. The father still isn't home. They prepared the house the way the queens wanted. They wanted to know... How many people were going to be there? Uh, what the layout of the house was? How big of the room was that they were going to hold this discussion? And da 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 da. And I was amazed to find out that these bitches had, could do the same thing Reese could do. They could winnow, winnow, or shimmer in and shimmer out. And more asks them when, yeah. when she's there. Yeah. Um, and they, they said they wouldn't tell, but they did say that it was a gift that was given to them by the Fae, probably their ancestors, I would right. say. Right. Well, they have to be. Um, and it must be passed down, I guess, in their bloodline. Probably. Or something. But we do know that it was given to them by the Fae back, like, 500 years ago, probably, so. But, um... They were not very nice people. Well, basically, there was supposed to be six of them. Only five showed up. We Only, don't really know why. We don't know why. We know that the other one was supposedly unwell. That's right. all we know. And only two of them actually did talking. The other two, the other three did not. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I can't remember what separated them, how their ranking was, but like the ancient or the old, the oldest one. I honestly don't, don't remember who the was who. The first one that spoke, I think she was the oldest one out she of the group. Been. And then the one that actually stands before everyone and speaks actually spoke. The other three didn't. And it's, um, they wanted proof that he wasn't what, that Reese wasn't what they were told that he was. And, um, also something else was said in then the female companion outside of Fera. Yeah. Um, kind of gave them a history lesson. Yeah. Um, so they're there just because they need the book of breathings. That's yeah, all they, they want just, it. they just want the book of breathings, but right. they find out that the Queens have no interest in saving everybody. No, they don't. They're only interested in saving their own territories. Right. Or saving whatever they can save. Yeah, but that book would be saving them. Um, and Nesta gets really upset because she's human and she lives in an area that is not part of a city or anything where these people, these queens are living. Mm-hmm. And so her whole area is going to be basically left with no defenses. Right. Um, and so she's really pissed it's about in the that South. because they, the queens basically say, well, the face should protect you. We don't care. Right. And of course, you know, Nesta's really upset about that because you know, the Fae are supposedly these bad, horrible people that are going to come and, 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 you know, you're, you're raised to believe that you're, you're, you would expect your own people to protect you. <laughs> exactly. I don't remember Which exactly what would she be says, human. But, yeah. right. but knowing Nesta, <laughs> yeah, she basically gives them a piece of her mind. Mm-hmm. And Moore also gets really upset. Yeah. Because Moore is actually famous among the humans. And they were like, oh, she's Moore. Right. And they also know that she Morgana. can't lie. Right. So, right. like, one of her things is the is truth, right? Right. And, um, she worked with these people's ancestors back in the day. Yes. Um, and so she gives them a piece of her mind as well. Yes. It's kind of um, terrible. And they make it very clear that they didn't want to hear from them unless they had proof. And then when they had proof to offer them, then they still had the right to decide whether or not to let them have the book. Right. And to be completely honest... More is entitled to that book than anyone because it's written in her language. We found that you out. You mean, well, not more. Not more. Um, um, Amron. Amron. So if Amron wanted to go cray-cray on them, she could go in there and get it. Because well, she's the only one that can read the damn thing. Well, the problem is that, and we know that what's going on because Asriel's been going, the, pretty much the entire... Every time that there's something going on in this book, he's been, like, going there and trying to figure out how to get to the queens, right? Right. To get into where the book is. And he can't figure it out. So, otherwise they would have just gone in there and taken it themselves. But it's, like, heavily warded. And supposedly it was set up by their ancestors. The, the, 500 years ago, the Fae, who 
helped the humans during the war set up all of these gar- these things so that the Fae couldn't get in there. So it's debatable whether Amran could get in because Amran is Fae right now. She's not at her... Oh, she's not in her own body? That's and right. And she's trapped. Which is another reason why Reese wants her to keep the book, right? Because he even mentions that, yeah, she can read it and she we can use it to nullify the cauldron, but after we nullify the cauldron, she can use it to free herself right. from the, her body and, and go home. Right. Right. Um, so I think, I don't think Amran can, because mm. she's Fae and she's restrained just like everybody else. And True. they don't want to go in there and trigger all these alarms and then they'll never get the book. So. Well, so if I don't those know. queens mm. can get shimmer in and out, why can't Reese go in there and say, all right, I know exactly where it is. Go in, take it and shimmer right back out. Because it's warded. Um, and each time, it, wards mean you can't winnow in and out. It's the same thing like with the House of Wind. Um, you can't winnow into the House of Wind, right? Mm. You have to fly up there or walk up the steps. True. So if something is warded, you can't winnow in. Oh. Unless your wards are crap and that person's way stronger than the wards. Mm. Like Reese is able to winnow into the spring court a lot because Tamlin's wards clearly are not great and he's way more powerful than Tamlin. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Oopsie! <laughs> that right there tells you. Um, oh, but, yeah. But apparently the wards or whatever was set up around this book was, like, really, like, heavy-duty stuff. Well, that's really stinky. Because it was meant... It was meant to be kept separate because they were trying to avoid... This was like created like 500 years ago when humans were slaves and th- they had the war and, and they were trying to protect the humans, right? right. So they weren't thinking of yeah. other possibilities of what could have happened in the future. Okay, so time moves on and they th- these women just shimmer out mm-hmm. or way out or whatever the hell they want to call it. Winnow? Winnow out. And... Um, They they were rude. They and were so rude. Very rude. And so they all went back home. And um, wasn't it not too much longer after that than they said that they went into the night court? Right. So they're going to the night court because they need to get the orb from Moore's father. Um, so Moore's father, or basically her family... Um, are kind of like the king and queen of the Hewn City, which is the name of the city that's the Court of Nightmares. Um, he's called the Steward because obviously Reese is really the king. Mm-hmm. But Reese barely, he doesn't really, he just lets them do their own thing because they're evil or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he lets her, the, the their family just kind of run things all the time. Um, but he has this orb that the humans know about because it was used 500 years ago. Um, and so there's obviously just like more and other things that have been passed down. Um, they but it know show them truth. Yes. They know that whatever they see in it is it's the truth. truth. It's not going to be a lie. They can't manipulate it in any way. Um, but because it is in the court of nightmares and it is a, the property of Kier, that's his name, uh, Moore's father. Um, they have to go into the court of nightmares and you can't just walk in there. And even though Reese is the high Lord, 
um, because it is the court of nightmares and they're all super evil and because they are evil they have no allegiance to anyone but themselves they will sell out any information to anybody um oh it's because they're all demons yeah but yeah. um they're all yeah i mean yeah um they have to come up with a plan so that Azrael's going to go in and just secretly like use his shadows and go in and take the orb so they have to create this distraction plan Mm-hmm. And also because this was a kind of a quick meeting, usually when he sh- when Reese shows up, there's more like he makes a like a it, like an announcement and all of this, mm-hmm. and they they don't want to raise any suspicions. Right. So they have so he basically basically makes it like he's he's there to show off that he took Feyre. That's the whole plan, right? Right. To kind of make it look oh this is why he's really showing up, not for the orb. So they work out this thing, and we know now. That everybody knows that t- she's not with Tamlin anymore. Right. And so he uses that as the plan. Mm-hmm. And he's basically trying to, like, rub it in everybody's faces that she's n- now belongs to him instead of Tamlin. Right, right. right. And so they Ooh, go to the... Oh, boy. So she goes in with more first by herself. Well, actually, I'm skipping a part. Right. Because they get attacked. Yes, that's Before what... they get... And who the hell attacked them? They don't know. They couldn't they find any know. trace of them. Nope. Nothing. But Reese wanted her to go stay away. He was going to send her away. And she didn't and, want And to. she's like, don't send me away. And he, you could tell he was pissed. Mm-hmm. But he let her stay. He let her stay. And help. And help. Um, track and all that stuff. They didn't find anything. Right. Um. And then they, and then of course they go to the Court of Nightmares, but they all don't go in together because they have this whole plan that they have to work out and Reese has to have this grand entrance and all this stuff. So Feyre and Moore go in first. Moore walks her through the whole court and then they end up in the throne room and they have this banquet and this party going on because that, you know, they know that he's going to show up and, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) <laughs> you have anything you want to say about this whole scene? Oh my god, it's just crazy! <laughs> and he just like really oversells himself, I think. Well, she could even feel him before he even shows. Yes. Because he just like he just lets out his power, because he holds a lot of his power in. That, right. But when he's there, he just he like, he doesn't out. hide anything. No. Like, he just lets all the power out. So she yeah. like could sense that he was in the building right. before he even walked in. Yeah, and it's like She's like, oh my god, he's here. Oh my yeah. god, I can feel him. Oh my god. He was like, oh my god. <laughs> it's like, oh, I never felt that before. <laughs> but it's like, it was overwhelming. And you know, she is like, reminding herself she has to stay on keys, on, on task. You know, but it was all new for her because he's always held so much of himself back. Mm-hmm. And um, they really give a show. Oh my God, Becky! <laughs> she plays the whore part just right, even though she's not a whore. I don't think she's she was not playing. <laughs> I don't think that was acting at all. I, you know, <laughs> to be honest, I was even thinking to myself. Oh, she's gonna let him have it in a sense, like you know. Oh, you 
okay, I can actually get away with what I want to do with you without you knowing it because I can go ahead and act that part. And just the things that were being said between the two of them and what other people were like looking at and her little moans and groans and and the head dropped back and the little whispers in her ears and it's like she he licks her on the neck and then yeah, she licks him on the neck yeah it just they're, they're so <coughs> sensual to each other and sexual to each other and his fingers going up her thighs and just it was so naughty it was so naughty I mean, I seriously thought for a minute they might actually get down and bump uglies with each other. Everyone actually, everybody. I, think, I think they probably would have it, but he stopped. It he did. Because it's the same old thing they always have all the time, where it's like, he thinks that she's just acting. Right. Right. And he's upset about it. Yes. He stops it because she, like, freaks out. I don't even know if I want to talk about this on here. Come on, come on, come on. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Um, I mean, we're talking with adults. Well, <laughs> well, she feels them get hard. Yes. And she's shocked because, again, you have to remember, like, if, we're the reader, right? We right. know, okay, there's a lot of sexual tension. This right, is, right, right. It's just, you like you said, just get it on already. Right. But... In reality, in the real world, this is how people are. You right. don't know what the person's intent... You don't know if this person really is interested in you. Right, right. Maybe you're reading it wrong, right? right. Like, right. she didn't realize that he actually was attracted to, to her, her like that. Right, right. So she's very shocked by that. Right. And then, um, you know, she gets wet or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she freaks out because he finds out about that. And he knows that she freaked out. Mm-hmm. Because... She's she's embarrassed. Uh-huh. And he thinks she freaked, he freaked out, or she freaked out for another reason. Right. Not really that... So he doesn't actually think that, sh that she's actually attracted to him. So here they are, they're both attracted to each other, but each other thinks they're not attracted to each other. Well, she knows he's sexually attracted to her. But her little dialogue in her mind is that, oh, he's probably like, I'm not sure... Like, okay, he was sexually attracted to me in the moment, but it's like, does he really want to be with somebody? Maybe he's not ready. You know, all the things that happened yes. to him under the mountain. He probably really doesn't want to have sex with anybody. Right, right. And, and then she's also thinking he's probably not serious. Like, it's all just, a, maybe it's just a sexual and thing. And he thinks no one wants to be with him because he was trapped underneath the mountain. And he was, what we'll call it, tore. And that's all everyone ever saw of him. And that he's evil. And da 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 And, and she, he, she's in love with Tamlin, too. Right. 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 And that she could... could and, I mean, yeah, she left. And she said she left. But she could go back she to him go, at any time, you yeah. know? He doesn't know what's going to go on. And there's even a scene that we didn't talk about, too. Well, I don't remember exactly what the scene was. But he... Maybe it's later. Maybe it's after this uh, thing at the end. But he... Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Um, after they leave the court of nightmares, he basically, because they have this little argument. Right. And he basically says that he's going to be the villain regardless of what happens in the situation. And Tamlin's like this innocent, sweet, wonderful person, even though he's an absolute asshole, just because of the way your their reputations are. Because she belongs to Tamlin. 
And regardless of whether she left on her own accord or not, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, and because of his reputation, he's going to be treated like a horrible person. Right. Because he stole her. Right. But while, while, you, while they're still there and their little tit for tat is going mm-hmm. on, I think she got up and went to go get something to drink. Mm-mm. He tells Kier to get her get a glass of wine. Oh, that's it. Right. To kind of just... Dis- well, they're trying to distract him, mostly, right. because it's his orb. Right. And and then he comes back with the wine, but because they're so, like, involved in their little sexual thing, he, tat, he doesn't yeah. want to, like, come up and bother them, so he just stands there with a the glass of wine, waiting, yes. <laughs> waiting, you know? But but he it's what he says. But after so like after he like they stop right because uh-huh. Ree stops it because of the whole thing where she freaks out and he's like you know don't worry it doesn't mean anything it's just like it's happening in the moment it's not because you're attracted to me it's because you know you're doing all of this even stuff. though they're both attracted to each other yeah but yeah yeah but he doesn't believe that right right, right. so he stops it um, as Real comes back. Says he, he nods, and so he lets everyone know that he has the orb, that right. everything's okay. And, more and he, lets the, he lets Kier deliver the wine, mm-hmm. and then he tells Feyre in her mind that, okay, you can go, Cassian's waiting, you, you can go. Mm-hmm. So she gets up, and she's walking out, and then he gets up, and he's going to follow her out. And that's when Kier calls her a whore, or like, you're going to get what's coming to you, you whore, or something like that. And I think he tr- he gets triggered because that's what he was called. Probably. I mean, obviously, there's. It's because of her, but I think he really, really loses it too because it's a trigger. Just like she, she has triggers. Like certain mm-hmm. things trigger her. Um, I think that was one of his triggers. That whole like being called a whore, right? Right. But he lets him have it too, and says, "How dare you call her that? If it wasn't for her, we would still be trapped." Because weren't they? I'm. Per, I thought that's what he said. No, the court of nightmares actually was fine during the time of Amarantha. Really? Yeah, because they're all evil. They all. They actually wanted Amarantha. Okay. So yeah, he didn't say anything about that. Well, he, he just, did something to him. Well, yeah, he broke his he bones. Broke his bones. Oh, okay. And his arm, I think. Was it his arm? His arm, or and then he said, next time it'd be your fingers, or something, or was it his fingers, and the next time it'd be your arms. So he breaks one of his either arm or leg or something. I don't know. He breaks it and he says, "Yeah, he, because he was just being an asshole." But I don't think it just triggered him because that's what he was called. I also think it's because not only was he called that by something he didn't do, and he know he really didn't do anything mm-hmm. wrong. He was just doing it trying to take care of not just a few handful yeah. of people, but tons of people that. You know, he knows she's not either. Mm-hmm. She's just playing a part. But you don't right. know that. Right. But I know how she is, and she's a very nice person. And, you know, just going through the, going through the emotions on the inside, that that's probably why he snapped. It's because of, of two reasons. Well, yeah. yeah. It's, de- it's definitely... Definitely because of Feyre. Right. But, but then the, the intensity... The, yeah. the intensity of it. Because you have to remember, Reese is very... Like, he always acts like nothing bothers him. Like, he never overreacts. Even when he's angry, he never says yeah. anything. He keeps it all very, very well contained, and he just, like, did not contain himself at all. Yeah. 
because she's in his inner circle. And he said that. Yes, yes. At the beginning of book two, that anyone who messes with his inner circle will have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. So she is part of his inner circle. Mm -hmm. And then it, it ended not too long after that. Well, yeah, they, they leave. Yeah. And then they get into the argument. And I, the argument's kind of interesting because I think it's a reaction to the situation before. Yes. They have, they have a lot of conflicting things going on. Well, because they, they, I think they're finally realizing that there might be more there than just the, yeah. for each other, you know? Yeah. It's not just a friendship, friendship anymore. There is some attraction there. Yeah. Whether they want and a lot to of it, it or And I, I think we should clarify, well, at least this is my opinion, that I think it's more Feyre than it is him, right? Because Feyre is the one that is, like, going through this discovery, which is, like, you know, she was with Tamlin, and she's still not sure about how she feels about that. And she says she loved Tamlin. Right, and she probably still does. Right. And But she's not 100... She says she's not going back, but she's right. not 100% sure about... Her, her future, her past. She's not. She's kind of in a limbo period, right? right? She hasn't made any like commitments or right, anything like right. that either way. And um, but it is emotion she, she's feeling. Right. She's starting to. to she's starting to actually feel things. Mm -hmm. And this the situation that she was in in the court of nightmares makes her kind of think. Okay, well, she now knows that she's sexually attracted to him, and yes. they've been flirting, and now it's bringing up all of these things like. She's a horrible person. You know, she was with Tamlin now. It hasn't been that long. Like, she's just... She, she's adding it to the list of things she already feels bad about herself, right? right? Like, she thinks she's a traitor, and she thinks that she's Which a murderer. Is the same thing he does to himself. Right. Right. So, but, that's a shame. But to me, shame, Reese shame, is shame. not on a discovery. I think no, he's not. He knows, he knows who he is and everything, but the point is, oh my god, you know, I, I did this... With her, and I told her that it was nothing. What if she does feel something? Or yeah, he's he, going through a, a vulnerability issue, right? right? He's not used to being vulnerable with people, and he's been vulnerable with her. And the stuff she says to him, because of the vulnerability that she's opened up to her, she says things she probably shouldn't have said to him, and that's kind of where we ended it. Yeah. But again, that's that. They both have an attraction to each other, but they don't know that the other one has that same attraction, or what level of it, or level. what right, what what is even going on yeah, at all, it, right? It, is it just sexual? Is it is it on a deeper level? Is it just friendship? Is it but for her to be, I'm sorry, but for him to get a hard on because of what he was doing with her, that straight. And yes, there was sexual attraction there to begin with, with him, the way some of the things that he said to her in the past. Mm -hmm. But to physically get a hard on while the girl that you, that gave you that hard on is sitting on your lap in a book. Yeah. <laughs> is like that's a major clue that that you like that person. I'm sorry, but well, at least just, you're sexually yeah, attracted. It's very sexually attracted to them. 
And to have that female on there knowing that she's probably trying to do her best to let you know and a little bit how she feels. And, you know, because she was jealous and she knows you were jealous. And, you know, because she actually had realized she had some type of feeling, emotion for you. And then um, you whisper in her ear and tell her, don't worry about it. It's just, I know it's just all an act. You just took her from being in heaven mm-hmm. to like, fuck. Right. You know, damn it. Yeah. What the hell did I do? <laughs> and so it's like. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, Reese is scared, right? He, 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 they're both scared. They're scared for different reasons. Yes. Right? Like he's more scared because he's being vulnerable and he's afraid that he's just going to lose everything. everything. Yeah. Um, and her, it's more, she feels ba- just bad about herself. And she's just not sure about what she's doing, to be honest. Like, Yeah. Because he's afraid of losing her to Tamlin. I believe, deep down inside. Oh, yeah, he totally is. Yeah. Or just in general. Yeah. Because he doesn't really know how she really feels. Right. And... He's afraid that she could just, you know, it's that whole thing where you're, you're friends, but you're like afraid to say anything. Yeah. And then if you say something, you could either get friend zoned or that person will just be like, ah, and then make things awkward. And then, you know, you're not friends anymore. Right. So he, I mean, he's just afraid. I mean, yeah, he's afraid of the Tamlin thing by for sure. But yeah, but he's also just afraid of just losing her in general. She is probably afraid because... She already fell for someone. She already loved them. She feels like a traitor. And, you know, she was mistreated by him. You know, she wasn't respected for her thought process, for how she felt, wanting to be there um, or be with him. She was locked in a home. And, and not because of lock and key, but basically shielded into a house that she couldn't get out of. You know, or being told, no, you're not going to do any of that. You're going to stay here. And then his rage. I mean, I've not seen Reese do any real rage until then. And it wasn't at her. No, it was never at her. But Tamlin had rage issues. For absolutely no reason. No reason at all. Like, he was just, like, really... Psycho! (laughs) And I mean, she pretty much had to cocoon herself to protect herself. Not knowing that that's what she could do, but, mm-hmm. you know, if she didn't, he, she probably wouldn't have been alive. You're absolutely the right. The story would have ended then. You're absolutely right. So, we wouldn't even had. If she was human, man, she would have been dead. She, for sure. Yes. But, you know. Uh, but, yeah, so we left off. Um, we read through chapter 43. We have how many chapters left? I forget. Well, we're starting 44 the next time. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like 69 or something. Chapters. <laughs> 69. <laughs> I think. I could be wrong, but it's at least around there. Yeah. Um. So we should have the, the other book finished by... Or this book. Yeah, sorry. This book. We should have this book finished mm. for the uh, next episode. She's not that far away from chapter 54, which is my favorite chapter of all time. Yeah, you keep telling me. 54 to... 
well, 52. I thought you said it was 52 to 54. Was it 54 and 55? So, okay, so 54 and 55 are very famous. Okay. 55 is probably the most famous, but 54 is my personal favorite. Okay. But both of them are very well-known chapters. The theme music that I've been using for this second book, Mm -hmm. written by Kelsey Woods, is actually titled Chapter 54. (laughs) So you're not that far away because we're starting 44, so that's 10 chapters in. Uh Uh-huh. So there you go. 10 whole chapters. Mm -hmm. Blink your eye, be gone. It will be, probably. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, we're going to call this episode, um, as it stands right now, and tell y'all thank you again. Um, Stay tuned for the third part of the second book. Um, A Court of Mist and Fury. Yes, and then uh, we'll have probably one or uh, another podcast out for our divination stuff. So yeah, uh, we appreciate all of you again. Thank you so much. Um, it was really lovely to see all of those numbers. So please like subscribe, share. We really appreciate it. Have a great week. Take care. Blessed be. Bye. Bye. And if you would like to contact us, you may do so at our email, eclecticsoulpodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram account is Eclectic Soul Podcast. Our Facebook is eclecticsoul.org. Our YouTube is Eclectic Soul. Jen? If you want to reach me, my personal website is Music and Mystery. My SoundCloud is the SoundCloud page, the soundcloud.com slash Jennifer-Feltman. My Facebook is at Music and Mystery. And my Instagram is at Music and Mystery. And if you would like to reach me personally, my Facebook is at Just Call Me Jinjin. My Instagram is at call me Jinjin or look for goddess. And my Twitter is at Jen Sullivan. Thank you and have a blessed day. Blessed be.